Sometimes in life you find yourself on the right side of the line, where the skies open up and cast a towering shadow, guarding you from the worst life has to offer. And then... That same sky rips away that warm blanket from your clutching arms and casts it into the night. Now, you are on the wrong side of the line. And that's why I'm here, to keep you in line. A line we call the Dry Line. Now remember the Global Ag Network. Casey, if you heard that, that's a precursor as to what I'm going to tell you about uh, on some of my sales stories this week, okay? All right. <laughs> All right, everybody. This is the Dryline Farmer Podcast, and we have got a probably a more highly skilled co-host today. Um, he's actually in the podcasting business, and um, because Landon, let me tell you about Landon. Landon likes to play softball. And I'm not, it's not kind of one of those, that's what she said things. He actually plays softball and still doesn't invite me. So uh, we were going to record Wednesday night, but no, he had to go pitch. And then we had, I had a meeting Tuesday night. So um, right now I've got the one and only, the very interesting Casey Seymour, host of the Moving Iron Podcast. Casey, how's it going, man? I'm doing good, buddy. If you're trying to hang your hat on me, buddy, you're, you got a long night ahead of you. I'm, hey, I promise you that. We don't set the bar just too high around here, so I mean, you really don't. I mean, the sky's not really the limit, so I mean, you know, it's just kind of whatever we can reach for. So uh, I figure a fellow uh, well, Global Ag Network podcaster's got to have some kind of, uh, yeah, some kind of skill. I'm, I'm your guy then. All right, sweet. Well, uh, Casey, yeah, where I'll you take this job? <laughs> Casey, where are you at right now? Where are you at right now, Casey? I'm in uh, Burlington, Colorado here, standing out the window of a Fairfield Inn, looking at a Lowe's truck stop across the street. So, good times. Any lot lizards right wandering around? Well, I bet you if I went and kicked a few tires, I might find something. <laughs> I, I've been to a few of those um, truck stops, and I always see they got signs on uh, the sides of the sleepers that say, no lot lizards. But they all they say, <laughs> no, they say... It's really nice though. They say no lot lot lizards, please. I mean, they're polite about it. About they're you polite. know, I mean, that's 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 a, one thing good about that brand is they're polite and ask people nicely, not to not to sell themselves. <laughs> to all the yeah, I mean, uh, real truckers are they're they're a misunderstood bunch. You know, they're they're a good crew. They yeah, but they're they're pleasant. Right. They're they're very polite about uh, buffing the uh, prostitutes of the uh, trucking world. But, uh, right. well, everybody, we've got – it's a great thing that we've got Casey on this week because I'm ranting on salespeople this week. And um, as you all may or may not know, uh, Casey is in the sales business. Casey, qu- uh, quickly tell us, uh, what uh, what do you sell? What kind of metal are you pushing? I, uh, I work for a John Deere dealership, so I'm a, I'm a sales guy for, uh, for John Deere John Deere equipment and uh, basically cover the Nebraska Panhandle and uh, eastern Colorado. So, Casey, be honest with me. How hard do you really work at your job? Because I mean, I've got I've got a few stra- I've got a few strategies I'm going to run by you, and I'm going to ask you if you incorporate them in your business. Well, um, to answer your first question, it's been pretty tough here of late. I mean, you know, we're we're a uh, niche group. We have our our, our main one hundred percent of our sales base are either your ranching or your farming. So there's uh, no no middle ground there. There's not a lot of folks coming in buying uh, stuff that if you're not in that, and if you are, you're buying. You have a house in town someplace, and you're buying a lawnmower or something like that. So there's um, way it's been a uh, it's been a uh, bit of a ch- bit of a challenge, but you know we're trying to come up with the best cash flow opportunities for our customers that we come up with. So it's a uh, it's, it's every day's a challenge. Casey, do you move a lot of lawnmowers? Um, I, I don't personally, but we have people that do that. And, and oddly enough that, uh, you're, I call it five acre items. You got five acres in your tractors and I like those folks Word. and they, uh, they, uh, they go out and put 10 hours a year on a tractor and mow a ditch. And that's, I like that a lot. 
<coughs> Casey, a little equipment talk before we get too into it. My brother sent me a picture of one of our neighbors, and he's got a, um, I don't know, I think it's a 4440 case spray or self-propelled. And he sent me a picture, and this damn thing was upside down. And I'm like, how in the hell did that happen? It was, uh, they said it flipped over backwards. Like, you know, I can understand turning over on its side or maybe even yanking back on the hydrostat and, you know, falling face forward. But they said it flipped over backwards. They, and fortunately, they, talking, no, go ahead. I was just saying, you know, flipping forwards, one thing, but going over backwards, I don't, I, I'm yeah. trying to picture it in my head. Well, anyway, he said they don't know how it happened. I'm like, uh, somebody knows how it happened. Well, cases do have their engines in the back of the, the sprayers are in the back. Right. So I, I guess if you hit a hill somehow. Well, see, that was the thing. Down, but, that was the thing. It was on yeah. a flat surface in the picture. And once again, Herford, or the Texas Panhandle, we ain't got no many hills. That's true. <laughs> I've been down there. I've seen it. But yeah. no, it was a flat surface. But it was upside down. Um, and they said the guy walked away without a scratch. But um, sure. it was the damnedest thing I've ever seen. I almost got into a uh, predicament with our, we've got a 3330. And this was, uh, this has been four, five, six years ago. I was spraying around uh, one of my dad's circles, and um, I was getting in between. So it's a quarter, it's a 120-acre circle, you know, so it's got a quarter-mile sprinkler on it. So I'm going around the edge of it, and I'm getting kind of where the edge of the circle, you know, nudges up against the border of the of the uh, quarter section. And on the edge, there's a barbed wire fence of our neighbor. And this is when the corn, I mean, we're tasseled out. You know, it's late in the season, and I'm spr- I guess I'm spraying a corner, I think, Um and so I've got my booms all the way up, and I'm looking left for the barbed wire fence, and I'm looking right for the corn. And I know up, up ahead of me there's an old abandoned well that got filled in. So I'm looking for three different things. And it was supposed to be filled in, mind you. That's the key to this story. So I'm looking left, I'm looking right, and I look down, and that thing is not filled in. It's, it's washed in some. So I, I yank it back just as my front tire goes in the edge of it and uh over the edge of it so i just cranked back on the hydrostat and uh long story short nobody was around except my wife and um we had to go get there was no pulling it because if you were going to pull it you were going to rip the tire of the wheel off so we had to get the wheel loader and we had to lift and pivot the wheel loader and get it out and uh i wasn't really crapping my pants until i saw the hole that i just avoided going down in because it was another at least 30 or 40 feet of open hole i could see after the after the uh tire of the sprayer kind of knocked the dirt loose so it was a it could have been a whole lot worse of a day but uh yeah but i still wouldn't have gone over my back i would have gone you know to the side or something and it would have hurt but yeah so you so you would have you're trying to fill in a hole brent well, not not on purpose. <laughs> not on That's purpose. What she said. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think we have a new guy landing. Look out! Look out! <laughs> but anyway, that's um. So uh, that's a good uh, another question for you, Casey. How many pieces of equipment would you say that you've sold to people because of a wreck, like not just wear and tear, but like some accident? Is there a percentage? Um, not as many as you think. Not as many as you think. Every once in a while you get the guy that falls asleep. See, out here where we're at, we get a lot of irrigation ditches, you know, stuff coming out of the mountains, and there's deep irrigation ditches, and every once in a while a guy falls asleep and drives his, his oh, um, yeah. tractor or sprayer or whatever off into the irrigation ditch. But for the most part, it, it, it's, not, uh, it's not a very common thing. Most of the stuff that we sell equipment to when it comes to uh, big issues like that is when uh, – is when like a combine catches on fire, or Baylor catches on fire, or something like that. They don't have any cotton pickers our way, so we don't have to worry about that that fire hazard. But uh, for the most part, it's if something really goes off the off the rails, it's because because of fire. Fire, yeah, yeah. You know, we didn't. You know, in seventeen, we had all those cotton stripper fires, as you probably remember. But you know, last year it wasn't really an issue. I think maybe just. Uh, Maybe you couldn't even count on one hand how many got burned up, which is too many. But uh, yeah, it's um, yeah. yeah. So fires. Well, that's a that's interesting to know. But yeah, and uh, I've uh, I'm not innocent of of uh, wrecks. I've had 
one or two that uh, it wasn't a, I mean, it wasn't a total disaster, but they were they got bent up, which everybody's everybody's allowed at least one or two or five. So uh, yeah, I'm just glad I yeah. work for myself because God Almighty, I would have fired myself a long time ago. It's a <laughs> right. It's yeah. a, it's a great yeah. deal. Well, uh, Casey, we're going to get into our first break here. We've got Radar Ricardo. He's going to give us a. Um, I, he may be, you know, Casey. I think he's on a boat somewhere in Nebraska, and he's going to give us a uh, weather update from up there. And um, even though it's not a laughing matter, we're going to try to maybe raise everybody's spirits a little bit. So he's going to give us a fishing report from Nebraska. And um, I hadn't heard the sponsor yet, but we're going to have a sponsor. It may be some fishing tackle from uh, Radar Ricardo and Diego. So we're going to have those guys on next. And we're going to interview Casey Seymour. And we're going to see if he uses the tactics that I've run across over the last 7 to 10 days. And we'll have that right after this. Hey, this is Rio Ricardo de la Serio and hey, Diego for Diego Bait and Tackle. Hey, I don't know if you heard that, but though this is a this is sponsor this week is Diego's Bait and Tackle Box, and uh, we're we're still in the prototype stages or whatever. Hey, hey man, let me tell oh, Get over here, then, Mato, Mato. I'm gonna, I gotta, I gotta change my bait out anyway. Hey, Mato, this is Diego, and hey, we got a fish and tackle, and like a, like my colleague said, Radio Ricardo de Serio, we're still in the prototype phases, and, uh, yeah, so, we're still, our, our, our tag box, it's, it's a Ziploc bag, Mato, which I know, I know sounds kind of counterintuitive, because, what, with all the hooks and whatnot, and everything like that, it kind of pokes through the, uh, the Ziploc bag, but, uh, we're working on a special liner. It's a bubble wrap, I thought. Hey man, hey, idiot, let's get a pop, let's get a pop of all the bubbles. Hey, I'm, I'm on it, I'm on it. Hey, hey anyway. <coughs> I just got a spinner bait in my throat, I thought. Anyway, uh, so uh, the Ziploc bag, we're gonna light it with a bubble wrap, and then we've got, uh, what, we got specials, we got gummy worms, and uh, what else we got? Man, gummy worms ain't no bad, that's for little kids. Why don't you let me take care of it, huh? Oh, okay, so we got gummy worms and we got the little spinners. Hey, my thought those are spinner bait. Hey, my thought those are little spinners that the little chica let them boys and girls like spin and keep their attention from getting all whack or whatever. Oh, really? Yeah, man, Bato, what are you, where you been? Well, hey, Bato, uh, like I said, we're still on the prototype stages, but uh, please check out Diego's Bait and Tackle Shop. Uh, we're all over the map, Vato, on this thing. We got it covered. Nobody's got anything on us. Diego's Bait and Tackle. Hey, man, what are you doing? Turn the music on. Yeah, oh, hey, 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 hey. This is a radar Ricardo. Hey, Vato, what are you doing? Mercury. Hey, Bato. Hey, we're up in, we're up here in the uh, Lake of Nebraska, Bato. We're doing some, uh, we're doing some fishing. We, we hope everybody out here. We know there's a lot of bad stuff going on, but we thought we'd uh, go up to Nebraska and show some humor to a lot of the Bato's up there that are in the flooding. And we hope it rains real quick, but Bato, I tell you what, man. There's a lot of, there's a lot of fishing going on up here. We have, we're pike fishing in Nebraska, Bato. We're the first. We're the first cabrones to up here to be uh, pike fishing in Nebraska. I always thought they were like in Canada or whatever, but uh, yeah, it's a, it's a. Hey, Mato, what are you doing? Hey, Mato, what are you doing? Hey, man, it's a Mercury. You know what that is? Mato, that's a car, man. That's a boat motor. Turn it off. Hey, turn it off. Oh, okay. Hey, Mato, uh, no weather report today. We're giving a fishing report today, Mato. We got the pike. We're catching them on the. We're catching pike on spinnerbait, Bato. Also, we've got uh, some peach of carp. We're catching them on night crawlers. And uh, let's see what else. Hey, Bato, tell them about the rainbow shroud. Yeah, I'm getting to uh, the rainbow shroud. And uh, I mean, they're they're really they're really biting a lot today, Bato. Uh, this week's uh, podcast brought to you by Diego's Fish and Tackle Bait, Bato. It's the only bait and tackle that you bring home in a Ziploc bag, Bato. This is Radar Ricardo, and did a video. Back to you. Hey, Bato, give me another spinner. 
Well, thanks, Ricardo. That's a uh, hell of a fishing report. I didn't know you could get. Uh, I didn't know you could get pike all the way down in, in uh, Nebraska. Did you know that, uh, Casey? Pike? No, I didn't. No, that's, that's new to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the way they were fishing it, it was. Uh, you know, Casey's going to hear this podcast later, but uh, you'll you'll be interested to see that uh, that weather report. Um, the way they the way they fish. Well, guys, it's a question question the salesman. It might be a new segment. It may be a new recurring segment. Casey, you never know. But um, okay, we're gonna uh, yeah, gotta have intro music. So here we go. Casey, I've got I've got some strategies that I've run across this uh, last I don't know one to two to last two weeks let's call it. So I traded a new pickup. Uh, finally traded it for a new pickup. We're gonna start uh gonna start showing calves this summer. So I figured I'm gonna have to need more than a little half ton, and uh, so I traded up, and it was about time for it anyway. And um, ended up going to the uh, big dealer up in uh, the big city of Amarillo because. Um, well, let me just ask you, Casey, have you ever used the I don't really care if I sell you anything tactic? And if you have, was it very successful? Um, that, that's one of those ones where uh, you, you kind of have to kind of measure your customer a little bit because sometimes if you can feel like the customer doesn't care if they buy anything or not, if you, if you reciprocate there, then it, it, sometimes it works. Yeah, well, it didn't work. It, I'll, I'll just tell you, it didn't, <laughs> it didn't work. The guy... So I bought this pickup a week ago Monday. I've almost had it two weeks. And um, the guy, my local guy, still hadn't called me. He doesn't even know I bought one. And um, it's a Ford. And um, if you've been, I don't know if it's like this in Nebraska, but it seems like Ford's really just cornered the market on the on the uh, three-quarter ton, one-ton pickups. And, um, I mean, you see oh, yeah. Chevy. I mean, you see, you see more Dodges and Fords than Chevys, but uh, – down here, I mean, every, uh, the Fords are really kind of running away with it, and I guess for good reason. They're they're pretty pretty solid. And I've always driven. I've had a Chevy or two before, but for uh, in the big pickups, the Fords haven't really done well. But yeah, so he's never really called me back, and you know, used to a day and age, they kind of hound you and high pressure you. They don't, Casey. I don't think he gives a shit to be honest with you. And I showed I was showed some pretty good interest. He had because he had just got through selling to my two brothers and my dad new pickups within the last four months, and um, they uh, wanted to steal my pickup in a trade. I got so it was just it was completely unbelievable how much better deal I get you know up in uh, forty five miles away in Amarillo. But uh, I'm not going to name any names. But uh, the I don't care strategy. I didn't. I was a little skeptical of it, and turns out I was right. I didn't buy from him. So, um, but that was just kind of a, that was kind of a minor one. Well, my, I'm going to go ahead and get to my favorite one. This is my favorite strategy. <clears throat> Have you ever used the toot toot method? Do you know what the, the what? toot, the toot toot method? Do you know what that is? I don't know that one. Okay. Uh, that's a new one. Casey, this is okay. where you, this is where you're in a van and you pull up. To the barn, you know, this these are guys out in the country. They're shopping all the farmers. And you pull up in a van, which already, I mean, who trusts a guy in a van? I mean, he didn't have like he didn't have like the mini curtains hanging from the top of the windshield, you know, like some of those hoopties are, and he didn't have the the uh, the right, inter- yeah. he didn't have the entertainer playing on speakers coming out of the side windows, you know, and uh he didn't right. I mean, these were a couple of you know, they seem like nice fellas, but uh, anyway, so the strategy is you pull up to it, you got your arm hanging out the window, you kind of almost come in on two wheels, and you give your horn the little doot-doot, and apparently that's their calling card. You are supposed to come to them. With the arm hanging out the window, I was shocked, mind you, shocked. There was not a heater hanging from this guy's lips. I figured if anybody's going to have a Marlboro 100 hanging from his pipe, it's going to be this dude. And uh, I'm already not. And so let me stop there. Have you ever used this method? I, that, that's a brand new one to me that I'm not familiar with. So you, I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to learn. You know, I have never come across the toot toot method. 
And I thought I've seen it all. I've heard all kinds of spills. So I'm already and so I'm walking through the barn. He we've got our barn all the way opened up. We got these, you know, big barn doors. And I'm walking through our barn and I see him pull in and I already cringe when I see a salesman that I don't I mean it's one thing if I see a salesman that I know, but these guys that are just fly by night guys. I'm walking through the barn carrying a chain. Not like this is not it's not a log chain, but it's like, you know, a three eighth inch, you know, link chain. And I'm already right. I'm they already got three strikes, so they're already out before they get to the plate. I'm not in the mood. I'm carrying a bunch of metal in my arms and I'm on my way to something. So I mean the guy to be honest, the guy didn't have a chance to begin with. I walk up, it's like, hey man, you the one that makes the decisions around here? And man, I tell you what, I'm pr- I've probably been mistaken for being dumb. But by God, when those guys come up with the toot toot method, I turn into freaking Rain Man without the counting ability. Because, because I am not gonna be a manager of anything. No, no, man, he's not here. So like, well, did he leave you in charge? No, man, I just uh man, I'm doing stuff and I can't, you know, we can't do anything. And um Okay, Casey. All right, so out here in Western Nebraska where I live with tons of hell, right? Right. H H A I L H A I L hell yeah, right yeah. yeah okay it's awful I mean the hell we get out here is is un, unmatched anything else I grew up around Wichita Kansas and we were used to getting massive like three mile wide tornadoes and those kind of things but not so much on the hell side like we get golf ball size hell every once in a while well if you have a three mile First wide tornado living, you're not too worried about the <laughs> the hell <laughs> no hell hell's a second is a second. that's my point so like. The tornadoes are a big deal. The hell's kind of whatever, right? Okay. My first year I lived out here, we had uh, 10, 10 days of, like, golf ball-sized hail out of 14, right? Okay. And I was starting to wonder where, where the hell I moved to. So <laughs> No pun um, intended, yeah. But, <laughs> so, we had that same thing come through. Those guys will come through here, and they'll, they'll come do whatever, you know, and they come, they come promise you the world and whatever else, and, and uh, they do all this stuff, and. As a sales guy, I love messing with other sales guys. It's my favorite thing to do, you know? Sure. Um, and I learned it from my dad. My dad's one of those guys that was bored, and he'd go, out, he'd go to uh, the car dealership on Saturday and run through four hours of negotiation and then walk away because that, that filled up his afternoon, right? <laughs> that, that's kind of that's how my dad rolled, you know? So it's one of those things that, that always made me laugh. We'd go, Mom and everybody else would be out shopping or whatever, Dad, like, let's go to the car dealership and see if we can't get a good deal. And I was like, we buying a car? He's like, absolutely not. We're going to see if we can't get a good deal. And so it was, that's kind of how we rolled. So it, it, it made me laugh. So the Casey Seymour puzzle is kind of starting to come together. <laughs> so those guys show up at my house, you know, and they'll, they'll start knocking on your door and say, hey, tell what we're going to do. We're going we're gonna to replace your roof, and we're going we're gonna to give you We're going to give you a free gathering. I'm like, how are you going to give me a free gathering? Well, because it's, you know, it's just – we're, we're going to do whatever, you know, we've got a good deal on some guttering. We're going to give you free guttering. He's like, so what you're telling me is you're going to mark my mark my roof up about 3500 bucks. And <laughs> that's, how, that's how I'm going to get my free guttering, you know. Do that whole stuff over and over again. Nothing nothing makes my day more. My wife won't have anything to do with them. My wife's kind of introverted, and she's she doesn't like dealing with people unless she has to. And I'm like, oh, come on, man, let's talk a little bit. I'll bring them in the house. We'll sit down at the table, start doing some math on the table, and just the whole thing, and it's just – it's a fun little exercise that I, I watch my oldest boy. He'll sit down with me and like, now watch this now. Here's what we're going to do. And hey. we'll, we'll go through this whole, the whole thing. And it makes me laugh watching these guys twist and turn as, as I'm, I'm putting them through the paces. Casey, you know what you're like. You're like Al-Qaeda at home on the weekend, and a Jehovah's Witness shows up to the front door. They invite them in and try to turn them into Muhammad. That's, that's what you are, basically. <laughs> You're the Al Qaeda of the sale. You're the Al Qaeda of the salespeople. Nothing. There's nothing cooler though for me, for me when when Jehovah Witness does show up at your door. It's pretty awesome because they come in, and I, I'm like I'm super excited when I get my my monthly new edition of, of the Watchtower. <laughs> I get that and it comes in, you know, and I'm sitting there reading. And I'm like, this is so great. Come on, let's talk about this for a little bit. I burn an hour and a half of their day for no reason. Other, I mean, they're just jerking their chin. But it, it, it's one of those things that I, I look forward to, and, and I haven't had one come by for a while since I moved to my new neighborhood, but I'm, I'm waiting for, for one to come by because it's, it's the coolest thing to show them the pool, drink some lemonade, talk about the latest edition of the Watchtower, and go from there. Oh, man. Uh, if you just need to bring in L. Ron Hubbard, that way they can get another. <laughs> another side of it. It's like 
You know, I've always wondered, and you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Sunday school teacher, believe it or not. I teach at one of our adult classes. I've always wondered, what is their so? Do they think if they're not Jehovah's Witness, they're going to hell? I've heard that they only believe the 144,000 in like Revelation are going to heaven or something. But I've always wondered the people. Like even like some Christian denominations, and this has got everything to do with sales. I mean, let me tell you. Um, okay, like there's certain denominations they think if you're not, even if you're a Christian, if you're not in their denomination, you're going to the hot place. What is oh, there? Yeah. I mean, so I, I'm thinking in my mind, if I ask them why is that, it's like, what are they going to say? Oh, you just love Jesus wrong. <laughs> Most of them tell you because that's that's about the extent of their explanation. Because Grandpappy no said really, it. Yeah, because oh, really? Because why? Because because why. because that's, you don't love Jesus the right way. Yeah, yeah, you love Jesus wrong. But uh, anyway, I dog. So yeah, that's a pretty that's a good sales. Hey, that's a good sales strategy. If you don't do this, you're going to you know you're going to go have a picnic with Satan and he's bringing the fork. So you know it's a yeah. <laughs> not a very good strategy. So yeah, so we've covered so we've covered Satanism, we've covered the toot toot method, um, I've covered car sales. Okay, so and I love this guy, my salesman at the place I've actually bought the place. Heck of a nice guy, and you know I've been saying the last couple of days to people's like, oh you got you know because if you get a new pickup, everybody sees you and they got to ask you about it. Um, he said so you know I was gonna. Try to get it down here. I mean, the sales the sales strategy was bad to begin with, but the fact they were going to absolutely bend me over on this trade in, I mean, that was the deal breaker. But um, so anyway, I want to know how you feel. The salesman that I actually bought a pickup from, he was a, he was a African American fella, hell of a nice guy, and um, I've been saying, you know, I don't know if he actually cared, but he if he didn't. He did a hell of a job pretending that he cared. And you know, that he could have sold me a he could have sold me a smart car with three tires and I probably bought it from him because he pretend at least he pretended he cared. But he made me kind of feel uncomfortable not because of we were different races, but because he was one of those salesmen that called me boss. Have you run across boss. the boss? Oh, okay. Yeah, that guy. Yep. Boss yeah, guy. guy. Most of the time, it's yep. the uh, fly by night guys. But I'm yep. like, you know, I don't. I mean, you're cool and everything, but and I've, I, you can't see me right now, but I'm waving like hell, Casey, with my hands. He's called like, yep. yeah, boss man, whatever you say, you know. And you know, I mean, it was cool, you know. But have you ever, have you ever found yourself or caught yourself accidentally going the boss route? I've never done that because whenever I'm at a place like that and somebody calls me boss, I'm looking for Bruce Springsteen someplace. You know what I mean? And that, that, that's that's the biggest deal there. But you know, when, when someone tries to be that relatable to me, I just met you 30 seconds ago and I don't know you. And you don't know me, so we're not in the house. So what about? It's just we're, we're trying to conduct business here, Chief. Well, oh man, you just stole it from me. I was gonna say, what about Chief? Have you ever used Chief? The only time if I you just did, you, Casey. But if I use if I use chief with you in a conversation, it's I'm I'm, I'm a little bit perturbed if I'm you throwing out the word chief to you. That's, are you? That's that's where. Are you part? That's where, I'm, that's where I'm out of that. Are you part Native American, Casey? Matter of fact, I am actually. Yes. What like Elizabeth Warren Indian? No, I'm a. Let's see what, I'm a quarter Cherokee Indian. The fact that you had to think for more than three seconds and you got all the way up to a quarter. I don't know, Casey. Did you do the Ancestry.com thing? There's, there's no there's no Pocahontas here, bro. Okay, I'm, I'm, that's legit. Well, no, I'm thinking more like sitting bullshit, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that whole Ancestry.com thing, you know, I listen to Glenn Beck, and a lot of times he's funny. That's why I listen to him, but... He's big on pushing that, and I don't think it's Ancestry.com, but it's one of those deals where you spit on a DNA deal and you send it. And Bill Burr, it was I don't know if it was Jim Gaffigan or Bill Burr, and I don't want to I want I want to give him credit, but why would you want to send your DNA to the internet? <laughs> I mean, Glenn Beck is kind of a known. I mean, he's been a conspiracy theorist on a few things. I'm shocked that he is sending his DNA to the internet. Yeah, I mean, he's a. Uh... 
What's that? You and me in 23 or something like that? Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, 20, 23 and me. 23 and me. That's what it is, yeah. I, I wonder if we'll get a uh, stop in for uh, advertising. Man, well, can... just call Delaney and see if she can hook up. Dude. Well, she's already supposed to be working on Yeti for me. So uh, I'm, I'm expecting <laughs> yeah. a I'm expecting a 23 and me royalty check next week, Delaney. I'm actually next week. I'm actually going to be on Ag News Daily tomorrow um, with uh, and I don't and I know Mike's back, so it's going to be uh, Delaney and Mike and myself. So I told him to get ready to drop it like it's hot, but uh, yeah. So the no dynamic duo getting after it. Oh man, it's going to be the trio of terror, man. Is what it's going to be. <laughs> but I'm um, so. Um, we're kind of all over the place here, Landon. Or Landon. It's Casey. I'm pretty sure it's Casey. Okay, Casey. Um, the guy. Okay, let's move. Let's move our uh, our focus a little bit to the um, more back to the fly by night guys that show up at your house. Asphalt guy. Now, tell, do you have any uh, experience with asphalt guy? I, I I haven't really had asphalt guys show up, but I've had friends that have had asphalt guys show up. Any yeah. stories that we can compare? Well, I had a guy show up to asphalt guy showed up to a friend of mine's house, and he had a uh, he, he kind of had the five acre thing or ten acre deal, or whatever it was. But he had the long driveway. Okay, and it was he bought it that way and it's asphalted in. And a guy came stopped by, you know, big hailstorm comes through, stops by, looks at it. And says, "Hey, man, your your asphalt your asphalt driveway's got hail damage." And I just happened to be there when he was saying that. I was like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, your your uh, we call those potholes." He's like, "No, man, I mean where the hell hits? That's 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 hail damage." Oh. I go, "So we have a golf ball as hell with a quarter inch indention." He's like, "Well, yeah, so you you probably want to replace that." And I was like, "You got to you really got to be kidding me right now. You want us to do twenty five thousand dollars worth of asphalt work?" for something that's probably going to smooth itself out. And uh, asphalt guy was, you know, again, almost a 2-2 guy that came in, but he was burning. Not only was he burning a Marlboro Red, but it was a Marlboro Red 100. <laughs> nice. And I just looked back here. I was like, that guy's cool. I bummed a cigarette from him. We had a, had a little conversation for a while, but he was uh, trying to pump this guy for twenty five grand because he had hail damage on his, on his driveway. It made me laugh. The only so I thought the only people that smoked Marlboro 100s are strippers. I'm not. I, not, I, not that I would know, but yeah, I, I would agree with that. I mean, strippers and asphalt guy. I guess that kind of goes. To, can you imagine asphalt guy at the strip club? Oh man. Well, asphalt guy runs a strip club. Dude. That's, <laughs> that's, 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 she does that. I would think that would be the name of the strip club is asphalt guy. <laughs> So my this guy, I almost said my asphalt guy. I'm not going to say that. The guy, the guy that pulled into the house. This was last week, and um, kid. Well, he wasn't a kid, I guess. Everybody's a kid now, but uh, he was. He couldn't be more than twenty. You know, early twenties. He's like, hey man, I noticed your uh, uh, asphalt over there's got cracks in it. Uh, you know, we can fix that up. And uh, you know, he he does the whole hard sell. Um, you know, I noticed over there you got a dip and this and that, and it's like, and I saw, I saw like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've actually got people uh, already lying. Of course, I know he's already heard all the lines too, but I've actually got people coming in to they dug fiber, and this is actually a true story. They dug fiber under my, you know, bored it, and they hit like two or three water lines, and um, they had to dig up some asphalt. Anyway, they're supposed to come back and fix it, but uh, it's like, oh yeah, I was so I was kind of halfway telling the truth. I'm like, oh yeah, they've got. Um, I've got people coming back to fix that. And uh, so, are you? Um, you from around here? It's like, oh yes, we're from Amarillo. <laughs> I'm just like, dude, for yeah. real. You sound nothing like me. This guy was. There was no way this guy has grown up anywhere south of New York City. This was the biggest damn Yankee I've ever seen. And I'm pretty sure I knew who he was because he sounded exactly like this guy. Oh, Not older fellow, but middle-aged guy. I'm like, this is this cat's son because he sounds exactly like this other guy. And um, so the thing about Asphalt Guy I've noticed is they've always got jacked-up rigs with polished wheels. Uh-huh. Yeah. You would. Yeah. So uh, my question is, what, what's a better tactic coming up in a humble, you know, F-150 or something that's not, you know, that a giraffe couldn't clear underneath it or, you know, just a, you know, if it's a jacked up one or a humble, you know, little, I don't know, Mitsubishi something and looks like you're really starving to death trying to get stuff done. So does the jacked up rig 
tell the customer they're successful and good at what they do? Or does the humble car say these guys suck and they can't make any money because they're they do crappy jobs? I mean, is it a double edged sword? Yeah. Who, do you, who are you gonna who are you gonna buy from? Well, normally the guy with the jacked up rig like that and the chrome rims and the you know push guard on the front and all that kind of stuff also took a bath and axe body spray. So <laughs> it just does not does not come across as someone that I'd want to do business with. Um, you know, the, the funny thing I always think about this when I'm, when I'm thinking about that, what, just like what you just said, you see the movie hall pass, right? Oh yeah. And, and, uh, and the guy's got the, uh, the, uh, touring edition of the Honda Odyssey. And that's how he's an insurance guy or whatever. Doesn't have the kids though, but he pulls up to do that thing. That, that actually does go a long ways. You know, if somebody showed up to me and they just had a, just a regular car and I, they jump out and, and I talk to him like that, I'm going to give him probably a little bit more respect than I am. The guy that pulls in the, uh, you know, he's got the, Fifty or sixty thousand dollar truck with five thousand dollars worth of rims and tires on it. I'm gonna be like, ah, yeah, I really can't trust you right now. No, I just, I no, just can't. You got a you got a payment to make, and I'm I know why you're here. So, since you say you haven't had just a whole lot of direct contact with Asphalt Guy, okay, so Asphalt Guy, they always got a load left for the day. It's like, hey man, we've oh, got a, we've got yeah. a load. Have you heard that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh hey man, we've got we've got a load left over and we just gotta get rid of it. And I tell you what, today, you know, usually we do it for such and such. I'm like, hey yo, hold up. It's eight in the morning, Vato. It's it's not you don't have a load left. This is your first load of the day. Okay? Yeah. Just 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 pull the brakes back a little bit, man. Don't just be be straight with me. You're you have not worked all night and this is the last load that you've got to get rid of. So anyway, I'll, yeah. you know, he's already out the door. It's like, hey, man, I tell you what, yeah. you know, and this is getting to my other favorite line. Okay, you know, usually, you know, this this would, I'd have to charge you about 2000 but, you know, today we'll do it for 1500 since it's my last load. I got to get rid of it. No, man, I can't do it. That's just too much. I'll tell you what, let me, you know, okay, here it comes. Don't tell anybody this, okay? But, but I mean, just if you don't tell anybody, I'll do it for 1000 man. It's like, man, I don't know. I just, I can't do it. It's like. Okay, man. Just promise if you I, if you promise you won't tell anybody, I'll do it for seven fifty. Uh, no. <laughs> that's what, but that's my favorite. Okay, don't tell anybody that I'm giving you this deal. I mean, do I have idiot? I mean, is it stamped on my face? I mean, maybe it is. I don't know. <laughs> but don't no, I mean, I, tell I, I'll anybody. I'll give you. I'll give you a good example. So one other time, my other experience with asphalt guy was. Um, again, with my dad, my dad lives out, out right outside of town. He's got like five acres or 10 acres or whatever he's got. Anyhow, he lives about two or three miles outside of town and same kind of deal comes by. My dad's got, I don't know what he was at, 200 yards of, of driveway. Maybe it's even that far. And that's <clears throat> guy shows up. And oddly enough, same kind of deal. I, did, I got just enough left over for dad. I think I can probably do your, your whole, your whole driveway here. Right. My dad's, oh, my dad's no. the worst guy to ever run into, man. I mean, I swear to God, I'm trying to sell something horrible. What a person to run into. And uh, he goes, uh, okay, well, uh, what ha- what happens if you don't drop it here today? He goes, well, we got to we got dump in the dump, you know, whatever. We got to mm-hmm. get rid of it. So that's like, I'll tell you what, I'll save your trip. Just go out there about five, right here behind this pole over here, this tree over there, tree over there. Just dump it right there, and I'll take care of it for you. <laughs> Do you a favor. <laughs> the guy's like, no, I, I just can't do that. He's like, I thought you were going to get rid of that. I thought it was trash if I didn't take it. So, you, I mean, I'll just do you a favor, man. Dump it out there by the tree. And for about an hour goes by. Because my dad has nothing else to do, right? He's just, oh, he's got I no hope kids, he's retired, no, no yeah. nothing to go to, right? You know? So he's just going to, doing the whole song and dance. Hour and a half goes by. Finally ends up, the asphalt guy says, I, I can't drop it off over here, sir. Okay, I just can't do that. And I, I guess I'm just going to have to take it to the dump and do whatever. And Dad's like, hey, that's fine, man, whatever. I'm just trying to do you a favor, man. The dump's about two and a half miles down the road. If you get lost, here's my phone number. Give me a shout, and I'll tell you how to get there. And, <laughs> and so, so, that's oh. the epitome of my father. Oh. Right there, you can't, you, can't, you can't beat my dad. And he's also a sales guy, too, so trying to get over on him is, is going to be, you know, oh. going to have to get up early, but it's uh, it, it was funny to watch that, that exchange for about an hour and a half. Of course, we were drinking beer the whole time we we're doing it, so oh, man. that's even made it more fun. So. Oh, that's that is awesome. That is, uh, I, I mean, I'm a smart ass, but I mean, your dad, he's 
You talk about setting the bar high, dude. That's that's up there in champion level. That's yeah, there's something I'm going to get him on the podcast these days. Hell yeah, man. Let's get Mr. Seymour. Heck yeah. So, okay, yep. we've got um, don't tell the don't tell strategy. We've got the I've got this is my last load of the day strategy. Do you have a testimonial notebook of your neighbors? That actually is that actually is a uh, I I've had a few sales guys show up and they're talking about you know such and such you know there's here's what they talked about whatever you know and with I guess that's kind of the Yelp. Uh, of sales now if you, okay. if you really wanted to put it into some kind of millennial type framework but right. um that 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 uh, whole uh testimonial thing as long as you can vet it and make sense you know and it's not one of those companies out there that are you know you're hiring in the right to get a good review type of thing um that actually is pretty powerful i mean yeah it is but i mean this is like a notebook with um you know, lined paper and written out stuff. You know, they got the old yeah, lady. They got the old ladies that. Uh, you know, it's yeah. almost like Uncle Rico selling Tupperware. You know, we still we still yeah. feeling pretty good about this twenty four piece set. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, <laughs> right. Now this this does come with the ship in the bottle. By the way, so. I want I want that. Let me tell I you. Since, since we're talking about Napoleon Dynamite, and I'm a pretty big connoisseur of Napoleon Dynamite. Have you know? Have you and you've seen it? I'm obviously. Did you notice the DTN machine satellite dish on the house? You know what I'm talking about, don't you? Yeah, the DTN. Yeah. The DTN. It's. Uh, they have a DTN satellite dish on their house, dude. I mean. No kidding. Even I if I have to go back and rewatch that, I never pay attention to it. Even if that movie wasn't funny, it was worth it to see. Some house have a DTN dish on it. I am right. for yeah. for real. Of course, you know they have their FFA jackets and stuff. But um, that right. DTN dish, man, that was off the hook when I saw that. I couldn't. I almost jumped out of my chair when I saw it. Now that was one of those movies that I had to see twice to get it. I didn't get it the first time, but I got it the second time and the fifteenth time. But um, yeah, it was a it was it's a it's a cult classic to say the least. It's it's a cult this classic. This cow's been eating onions. <laughs> this tastes like a cow gotten an onion patch. <laughs> oh man! Now that's the one thing, Landon. Nobody really has a bar set higher than Landon on movie quotes. Cat can quote a movie. He, he is awesome he, he at that. He can, he can draw some quotes. He that's he is sure. man. We I mean he's really a great bud. He he and I man we love the freaking. I mean as far as TV stuff, Office. I mean we're we're all over that stuff. Oh, yeah. But um. It's a, it's a pretty So my crazy. kid, my oldest boy is 12 now. He just turned 12 when we started. It might not be the best parenting thing ever, but uh, I introduced him to the office the other, the other weekend. He uh-huh. can't get enough of it, so I'm, I'm kind of proud. I tell you, my, uh, I don't know if this is making me older quicker, but I record Jeopardy. I love Jeopardy, man. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> my record Jeopardy? Hell yeah, man. It's freaking, you know how, uh, Jeopardy's pretty awesome. Jeopardy is like almost Nirvana when you can skip through the commercials and the player interviews because the commercials are bad. And I don't know about in the rest of other parts of the country, but in Amarillo, Texas, that's where we get our network stations from. Almost all of the commercials are personal injury lawyers, like local personal injury lawyers. And... Transvaginal mesh lawsuit people. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and mesothelioma. I, I have a special slot for those folks between like ten o'clock in the morning and, and like four o'clock in the afternoon. But that is you're not you're not kidding. The other day I stayed home sick from work. Didn't it was just horrible. Had the flu. Of course the kids had it before I didn't got me sick. But it was one of those deals where I was watching TV, just kind of flipping through there and I'm like, holy crap, man. I should just quit my job and start suing people because there's plenty of <laughs> people to take care of me. I'm telling, uh, yeah, and these 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 uh, commercials are do they just get more and more shameless? Like the one guy, his nickname is the Strong Arm, you know, and uh, yeah. and there's this other fat white guy with a big mustache, and he's holding a baseball bat, you know. Yeah. So um, that makes you feel good, right? That's the guy you want. Yeah, I mean, it's 
I mean, it's completely shameless. So you've got the lawyers, you've got the transvaginal mess. God only knows what that is. And you've got um, the mesothelioma guys. So, um, oh, and that now, the, now they've got the Roundup uh, cancer commercials where they haven't proven that Roundup yeah. causes cancer. That's my favorite. Yeah, it's, uh, it's borderline, borderline science there, but, but, uh, yeah, they, they have, they've claimed full fledged that, yeah, it's, it's a carcinogen. But once, once again, that's yeah. more sales. I mean, their sales strategies are obviously working. So, you know, it, well, it's, it's relevant yeah. to the conversation, everybody. I, I watched one the other day where this lawyer was not only was he a lawyer, he was a doctor as well, oh. right? A medical doctor. So I don't know how you do that. I don't know how that whole thing works, but he's a he's a medical doctor and a lawyer. So you're, you're so like, this I mean, guy was in school till he was like sixty eight. Yeah. yeah, I mean his his internship was actually his law firm. So I think he, like, he's <laughs> doing well. Oh man, that's a that's a lot of schooling, dude. That is a lot of schooling. Well, so it's eleven nineteen left in the first half. It is six to six. Texas Tech, Michigan. That is one barn burner of a game, which they are. Tech has about the second best defense in the country, I think. And Buffalo had like yeah. the they beat they blew out Buffalo and they um and they beat them by like what fifteen or something. And so I don't know. I'm really I'm pretty high on Tech, which I mean obviously I went there. Uh, Casey, run down your bracket real quick. Who'd you have final four? Uh, my final four was uh, UC Irvine. And Buffalo and um, all the other long shots you get. I was trying to I was trying to make my rent money. Nice. In enough time to where I could get a good return on my cash. But um, right now I think I've got so I got Duke winner at all, and I've got I think Duke, Tennessee, North Carolina, and like maybe Michigan State maybe. <clears throat> See, I uh, I didn't know this was a term. I guess when all like the the best ranked teams all make it, it's called a chalk tournament. You know, like chalk riding on the chalkboard. I didn't know that was a term, but I guess when all the favorites win, it's called a chalk tournament. Anyway, so, and that's what it's turned into be. So, um, anyway, like, because, like, I know in Tech's region, one, two, three, four were in their region. And what was it, Oregon? They were the only high 12 seed. And almost everybody else was a five or better. But, um, yeah. uh, Yeah. So, uh, but hey, I had a. I made like four brackets. So I made four brackets on the ESPN website, and I made two myself, and then I did an autofill on one, and then I did like a weighted average autofill on the other. So, um, yeah. anyway, I mean, they were, I'm not going to, they're just for fun, but I'm like, my best rank is like 11 million on one of them. So it's kind of like, right. It, yeah, it, that's kind of where I'm at too. So it. I don't watch any college basketball at all throughout the year until the tournament comes around. Right. And then I watch the first round of, of the tournament on Thursday. And then I lose interest. Right. And then I just wait for the championship game. And I kind of check my my bracket. We have an office pool, you know, it's like ten bucks, you know, whatever. Fill out a fill out a bracket, whatever, you know, and do and go through there. And I I filled out three. I picked one myself, and then I did a uh, I picked one of the analysts, or whatever, and they they picked their bracket, and then I did the statistical one. And oddly enough, the statistical one is winning. Right. So, sure. So I always go with the statistics. I didn't realize. I, I and I I didn't realize today was opening day baseball and right now there were more runs scored in the rangers cub game than there are currently in the texas tech michigan basketball game i think chicago ended blowing up texas like 12 i know it was 12 to like two the last time i heard but um anyway yeah so man i kick myself every day for this but last time i was down in amarillo when i when you and i did the podcast out of your place oh yeah i wanted to get some there was in the hotel I was staying at downtown, right across from the convention center there in Amarillo, dude, there was a straight up sod poodle store. Sod poodles, and baby. I wanted to get. I didn't have a chance to stop in there and get some sod poodle swag, you know. Man, and that I was tight. God, I was really wanting to get you. I was going to bring you out a hat and everything, but I just didn't have a chance to get by there. Well, I'm still waiting on that moving iron podcast uh, swag. It's not. It's not. hadn't shown up yet. Oh, it's in the mail, bro. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. it's that's coming. What, that's what they said. That's what they always say. <laughs> well, Casey, man, it's been fun. I hope I can fit this all in on um, our network because we're going to pull in a lot of megs on this bad boy. <laughs> but, um, all right. Uh, Casey, Keep before you go. 72 and you're good to go. Hell yeah, man. Casey, before you go, tell everybody your podcast name, what it's about, and when it airs, and 
what it's all about, man. All right, so uh, Moving Iron Podcast, podcast about pretty much the economics of, of uh, the equipment business. So we got everything from a um, commodity analyst on there Sunday. I've Chip Nellinger Wednesday. I have uh, Sean Hackett, and uh, Wednesday Fridays I've got uh, Angie Setzer. Um, she's I see her on Twitter every once in a while as Goss Green. It's also part of the Global Ag Network with Girls Talk Ag. So you might might check that out. And then uh, you know, then I have a podcast. Uh, my regular podcast part is just uh, you know dealers and economists and other folks out there just talking about what's happening business talking about you know, what's what's affecting the farmer right now what's affecting the equipment dealer and, and, and how, how's that stuff all coming together so um you know you can pretty much check out uh moving iron podcast um on fridays uh, i try to have it drop it out there by saturday get it out there for everybody to hear so I'll go from there but i mean for the most part man it's just uh it's just me talking uh being a geek about the stuff i love to talk about so it's uh it's how i roll well, I would do, I would uh, really push the case study on the toot toot method because I really think you could do a seminar <laughs> at like a Holiday Inn on a weekend, maybe not the expresses like the old ones they hadn't renovated yet. Oh yeah. Um, or no, maybe no. even like the hotels or the motels where they have like hourly rates. That would be the best. Yeah. I guarantee yeah, you. The American Inns. I gu- <laughs> I guarantee you. There's a lot of toot toot methods going on at the hourly motels. Yeah, I, I would. I would bet, and the only person who gives the cheap method is the guy giving the speech because he's never actually given it. He's been, <laughs> you're a good enough con guy to, to, to make a bunch of people believe that he can make it happen. I know it, man. That's that that is a lost art. Well, everybody, hope you enjoyed this uh, special edition with our guest host. We're calling him a guest host, Casey Seymour, Moving Art Podcast. Also a member of the Global Ag Network. We hope everybody enjoyed this. Landon, see what you missed. Why don't you go pitch a ball and, you know, call me in the morning. But uh, everybody, until next time, y'all be safe up there. We're still thinking about everybody in that flooded part of Nebraska. And we'll ask you, what side of the line are you on? The Dryline Farmer Podcast brought to you by... Diego's Bait and Tackle. Hey, get off our back. It's a prototype, all right? Hey, hey, hey. The Dryline Farmer Podcast, now a member of the Global Ag Network. All rights reserved, 2019.